Welcome, welcome, welcome to All Things Basketball Podcast, and I am your host, Coach Luke. Welcome to another excellent episode of All Things Basketball Podcast. Remember, hit me up on All Things Basketball Podcast Instagram, All Things Basketball on Facebook. Hit the email button if you want good training, young ladies and young men, and I'll get right back to you. Well, we have another day at All Things Basketball Podcast, and I'm raring to go, and I feel good about everything that's going on. The title of this show, Episode 4, is called At the Buzzer. At the Buzzer. And if you watched some of those games yesterday, you know what I'm talking about, but we'll get into it a little later on in the show. But uh, the first thing we're going to start with is new hires. Well, the Cleveland Cavaliers have just hired John Boylan, longtime coach of the Michigan Wolverines, University of Michigan. I think he was there 12 years. Uh, He's had a lot of success on the collegiate level. That's a very good hire for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And a lot of times when coaches go through that journey, like Coach Luke said, sometimes they get a little complacent. And um, they want to give their ch- give a shot at something else. They want to do something new, just like anybody else. You stay at a job for years and years and years. You want new challenges, new obstacles, new hurdles to jump over. So John Boylan is the new head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's got a real young roster, and um, he's, you know, most college coaches, I think all of them is the development stage is the first thing that you got to deal with. You can't avoid it at the collegiate level. So, you know, he's an excellent developer of talent. And John Boylan is the new head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Well, we're back on the Lakers and they have hired Frank Vogel, former Indiana Pacer head coach, former Orlando Magic head coach, Frank Vogel is the new head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, Frank Vogel is a very good coach. He's a very good coach. Now, as as I told you before in a few different episodes, because this seems like all we do around all things basketball podcasts is kind of talk about the Lakers, but we're not going to do that all the time. As long as they're in the news, though, we have no choice. He's an excellent coach. I understand Jason Kidd is still in the mix as a prominent, the word prominent assistant. And I think that was all the doings of um, Kurt and Linda Rambis. Now, Linda Rambis is a, a good moving shaker in the Laker building right now. And her husband, Kurt, is right there by her side. And so now they've given Kurt Rambis a title, special advisor. Well, to me, you know, it seems to me like he's the general manager of the team, even though Rob Palenka holds that title, uh, or he could be called, you know, executive VP of operations, all right, one or the other. But this was Kurt Rambis' hire in his alone. And the thing about it is, is that he handpicked Frank Vogel. So, you know, um, Frank Vogel's a good pick. You know what I mean? And Jason Kidd is his prominent assistant. Now, the thing is, is like I told you guys in episode three that, you know, Jason Kidd did not have um, great tenures as a head coach, 
but that doesn't mean he's not a great basketball mind. And the thing is that's going on with the Lakers is that he's going to be there to mentor Alonzo Ball, which I think is very, very good. I think that that's going to be a good thing for the Lakers, that he's there to mentor Alonzo Ball. He also has an excellent relationship with one LeBron James. So, you know, he's a guy that's a Hall of Famer. He's done it. He's played with some of these guys. He also played with LeBron James on the Olympic team. And I think that's where they kind of connected at. So, you know, it's great that he's on the staff. I think, though, with the Lakers, you know, with the the Laker law and the fans that are are boycotting and picketing out in the front of the Staples Center, um, the Lakers were kind of pushed to make a safe move at coach. Now, like I said, Frank Vogel's a very good coach, but he's a safe coach. He's a coach that's not going to really rock the boat. He's not a coach that's going to stand there and say, hey, I want it done my way or it's not going to be done at all. So I think that's what I mean when I say he's a safe coach. Is he a good coach? You better believe it. He's a good coach. When he was in Indiana, Indiana stayed at the top of the league in defensive efficiency. So, you know, and, and he's an excellent, excellent uh, developer of talent as well. Jason Kidd is also, like I said, a developer of talent. And, and Giannis Antetokounmpo praises Jason Kidd for his development. So, you know, the Lakers are on the upswing. They finally nailed down a coach. And, hey, I'm happy for him. Maybe some of these lackluster moves right now will start to change now that they have coaches in place and everything could probably get back to normal and running smoothly. I mean, my opinion, Coach Luke's opinion, is that they really want to hire Jason Kidd as the head coach. But Jason Kidd has a lot of things on his plate. Mainly, you know, he has the he still has a, a DWI that he has to attend to. Um, and, and so... You know, he's in the courts with that. And I think, um, like, again, like I said, Frank Vogel was the safest pick uh, as the head coach. But then not just saying he's the safest pick, he is a good coach. Okay, the Cleveland Cavaliers are um, um, a young team also. They're a very young team. So you have have two good um, hires that um, took place over the weekend. So we're very excited about that. You know, it's always good to have good coaches in place so that things could go very, very smooth. Now, the title of this show is called At the Buzzer. Did you guys see the Toronto-Philly Game 7 in Toronto? Phenomenal. Kawhi Leonard, heroics were phenomenal. At the buzzer, Kawhi in the right corner. The bounce was all there. The arc, the trajectory, and then it bounced in. What a shot. What a shot. I think it was the best shot in Toronto history. That's what they're calling it right now. The most heroic shot in Toronto's history. And they sent Philadelphia 76ers home for the season. Kawhi Leonard was phenomenal. 
Kyle Lowry played an excellent game. Pascal Siakam, daggone good game. Marcus Gasol. Now, Marcus Gasol, I'm going to tell you something. I really love me some Marcus Gasol. And what he did yesterday, it didn't show up in the box scores. But what he did was he decided to take one for the team. And you need players like that. And what I mean by that is he decided to, when he got the ball offensively, all he would do was push it back out to his shooters, his sharpshooters. And on defense, his main objective was to make Joel Embiid uncomfortable for the whole game. Make Joel Embiid uncomfortable. And he succeeded with that. Serge Ibaka was excellent on the boards rebounding. It was an excellent game. Danny Green played great. It was just an excellent game for the Toronto Raptors, and now they move on to the Eastern Finals to play the Milwaukee Bucks. That's going to be a bomb burner of a series, ladies and gentlemen. An excellent series coming up. That was an excellent series. And now, you talk about the Philadelphia 76ers. A lot of people say Brett Brown's job is in jeopardy. I feel bad about that because he is a good, good, good coach. Coming from the San Antonio Spurs under the great Greg Popovich. He, he learned under great the great Greg Popovich, and he stayed there for a lot of years. He came in as a volunteer assistant, and he worked his way up. I think he should deserve a lot, a lot of credit for what he did in Philadelphia. you got to remember in Philly, they made a lot of different moves. Well, guess what? He still has to do his job. That's part of the NBA. When there's trades, you can't, you can't complain. You can't say, oh, well, you're messing up my chemistry. You have to continue to do a stellar, stellar job. And Brett Brown did an excellent job. And I hope he keeps his job, but you never know. The NBA is very funny and very fickle, and it's about winning right now, not later, winning right now. So kudos to Brett Brown and the Philadelphia 76ers for the year that they had, Joel Embiid, uh, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, L.I., of course, and all of the rest of the 76ers, Jimmy Butler, you know, J.J. Redick, all of those guys deserve a great round of applause because they had an excellent season. But Toronto, the Toronto Raptors move on. They gambled when they got Kawhi Leonard. Well, they rolled the dice when they got Kawhi Leonard. And now it's paying dividends. Excellent. Denver, Portland. Game seven, another astounding game, another excellent game. Dame Dollar, Damian Lillard. He was off a little bit, ladies and gentlemen, in that first half. But guess what? Like I said, you got to have somebody else that's going to step up. And C.J. McCullough stepped up big time, 37 points, nine rebounds, and a block that shattered the whole NBA in the fourth quarter. And i tell you what, he is an ascending all-star. As I said before, he's on his way to stardom. 
as well. Damian Lillard is already a superstar, but C.J. McCullough is showing the NBA what he's made of, okay? And the Denver Nuggets, you got to give them a lot of credit. Jamal Murray, Nikolai Jokic, all of those guys, they play very, very well. Paul Millsap. You know what I mean? It's a, it was a great, great series. And you, you can't hang your head when you put it all out there on the line. You cannot hang your head. Both teams deserve a round of applause, but only one team can advance, and it's the Portland Trailblazers. I'll tell you what, Portland got a little bit from everybody. Miles Leonard, Anis Cantor. Mo Harkless, St. John's. Mo Harkless came in the game after Rodney Hood suffered a leg injury. Mo Harkless sparked off the bench. Phenomenal. He just sparked, gave the Portland Trailblazers a spark that I never thought was coming. But he played phenomenal on both ends, offense and defense. And so now the Portland Trailblazers will meet the champions, Golden State Warriors, in the Western Conference Finals. And we have some excellent basketball, ladies and gentlemen. It's coming down to only four teams. Only four teams left. And, you know, you know, hit me up on All Things Basketball Facebook. Let me know your picks. You know, I'll say them on the air. Let me know your picks. Well, you guys know Coach Luke's picks. You already know. So, of course, you know, I believe Portland will eliminate Golden State. You know that already. And I believe Toronto will handle Milwaukee. Now, Toronto is going to have their hands full. But at this time of year, that's what it's all about. You're going to have your hands full. And you got to be up for the task. And you got to be ready to perform. Okay, we got the Christoph Persingas situation. We never really talked about it yet, but it's 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 on the paperwork today. It's something that's somewhat alarming to me. But when Christoph Persingas was a New York Nick, and actually they're saying it was the night that he tore his ACL as a New York Nick, that this incident occurred, that he um, allegedly raped a young lady in a hotel room. Now, now, I don't really like to talk about these things because you never know. You know, you let the law handle these type of situations. The only reason why we're bringing it up is that no one knew about this until he was traded to the Dallas Mavericks. No one really heard about this type of situation other than the league office. Now, it's up to the league office to stay hush-hush when need be, you know, but but this is a type of thing that probably should have been known a little bit more by the rest of the league and probably by the press. I mean, not a lot of people knew about the Christopher Singers situation. By the way, Christopher Singers is an excellent, excellent player, and I wish him a speedy recovery and hope Dallas Mavericks are glad to have him because he's an excellent talent. Now, these are, these, 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 um, this whole situation is alleged, you know, um, it hasn't went to court yet, uh, so, 
we're talking about it, but, you know, Christopher Singers is in a little bit of a hot water as far as, you know, the law is concerned right now. And so probably basketball might be the last thing that Christopher Singers is thinking about right now. It, it, you know, it really has, a, 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 it gives a bad taste to the NBA, uh, and that's probably why they kept it hush-hush. It gives a real bad taste to the NBA, and that's probably why, I'm sorry about that, they kept it hush-hush. But, um, yeah, the Christopher Singer situation. And um, I'm not sure when he'll be back on the court, but he'll be back on the court sometime this year. And again, like I said, I hope him a speedy recovery. I hope all and everything works out pretty well for him. And um, that's that with that. Um, that's okay. Um, all right. We're opening up the Instagram, ladies and gentlemen. So we're feeling good about everything. And it's coming into me. Will Philly shake? Will Philadelphia shake things up? Well, they have to shake, shake things up. They have two two aspiring contracts. They've got Tobias Harris, who wants a max deal. They have Jimmy Butler, who wants a max deal. I tell you, a lot of players want a max deal. Will they get it? They might not. All of them might not get it. But it's no problem to ask for a max deal, especially when you feel that you've done all that you can do as a player and you feel that you're at that level. So they will make moves. Now, I don't know which one of those guys they'll keep, if any. Okay, and then you also have J.J. Reddick. Well, J.J. Reddick is year to year. J.J. Reddick uh, lately for the last two or three seasons have signed one-year contracts, and he'll probably do that for the rest of his career. So now you have those three guys already that you don't know whether they'll come back or whether they'll stay in Philadelphia. So, I, yes, yes, the answer to your question is that, yes, I, I do believe Philadelphia will shake some things up and they'll bring some new pieces in. And um, But you can rest assured one thing, Joel Embiid will be there, Ben Simmons will be there. Those are the two guys that will be there even though there's been a little rumblings that those two guys really don't see eye to eye much at all. But that doesn't matter because it's just two players and they don't have to go hang out and they don't have to go on double dates or anything. All they have to do is continue to perform at a high, high level for the 76ers. But, yes, back to your question, I really do believe that the 76ers will make some definitely make some moves, all right? Remember, hit me up at All Things Basketball Podcast. Take care of me on All Things Basketball Facebook. Hit the email button. Leave your comments. Like me. Hit the download button. You know, all of those things. Comment section. Let's go. We're ready to go. All Things Basketball. All Things Basketball Podcast. The Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets say that they will win championships with James Harden. Well, I'm not going to debate that they'll win championships with James Harden, but they're not going to win championships with that same roster around him. 
So what they're saying, basically, the Houston Rockets, is that they're not going to move James Harden. Well, I wouldn't move James Harden either. But that roster has to change. That roster really has to change. And then you have uh, Mike D'Antoni, who's an excellent coach. But you know what they call him, right? Mike No D. A Tony, <laughs> because he he focuses more on offense. His style tells you we're just going to outscore everybody. Don't worry about the defensive end as much as you worry about the offensive end. Well, I tell you what, he's lost five years in a row to the same Golden State Warrior team. So you know some things have to change. You know, the front office can tell us, okay, we're going to win with James Harden. No one disputes that. I would not change James, I wouldn't trade James Harden either. But you have to change, you definitely have to change that roster. You cannot keep that same roster. That's one thing. That's one thing for sure. You're going to have to make some moves. You got Kenneth Fareed. You have Kenneth Fareed there. Um, he's an excellent defender and a great rebounder. And, and, you know, you don't play him. You probably would rather play Gerald Green because he can shoot better. Again, offense over defense. It's not always a good thing. So you, you have those type of situations in Houston. I just think they need to change their roster a little bit. I really do. I think they need to change their roster a little bit. Um, Not much. You got Eric Gordon. You got Chris Paul. I mean, Chris Paul is looking a little like he's aging a little bit, but he's still a heck of a player. He still takes care of himself. He's still a baller, you know, and he played a heck of a game game six in Houston. So, you know, you're not going to move him. You're just going to keep him and let him, even if you bring in other guards, he's great as a mentor. He's great in developing. So you're going to keep Chris Paul, and plus what you get from him, you probably can't get from not many guards yet in the NBA. So Houston, I believe, even though you're saying um, you're going to you know, stick with James Harden, and rightly so, I would stick with the beard also. But guess what? You're going to have to move some pieces and get some different players around James Harden for the Houston Rockets to be successful and get to the NBA Finals. The other thing about Houston, I love James Harden, but the thing about it is he's going to have to will the game. At the end of games, sometimes James Harden disappears. He cannot do that. He has to will these games. This is what he's getting paid for. This is why he's the ultimate superstar. He has to will the games, a la Kawhi Leonard in Toronto. You have to will the game. You cannot lay back and let other players at the end of the game. You have to carry your team. As a superstar, you have to carry your team. You cannot let other players uh, take the mantle and you say, well, okay, I'll let you do it this game. I'll let you do it the next game. It just doesn't happen that way. So James Harden really has to take the mantle 
and control the last four to five minutes of games the way most superstars do. Okay. All right. All right. A young lady just um, hit me on Instagram. And remember, I, I love all of the people that listen to All Things Basketball or podcasts. And I love the people that involve themselves in the questions on Instagram. It's a lovely, lovely thing. This young lady is saying she wants to improve her dribbling. Okay. All right. The only way you improve your dribbling, young lady, is to dribble the ball. <laughs> Take the time and dribble the ball. That's what you have to do. You have to dribble the ball maybe one, two hours a day. All right? You have to do, you have to dribble the ball. Power dribble in the right hand, switch it to the left. Power dribble in the left hand, switch it to the right. Switch it left, right, left, right. You got to do it. You got to do it for a couple of hours. The other thing that you can do is go to any sporting goods store and get yourself a tennis ball. Get yourself a tennis ball or a handball and spend an hour dribbling the tennis ball or the handball. That will help your control. And remember, when you dribble a basketball, just like when you shoot the basketball, it's with your fingertips. So what you're doing with a handball or a tennis ball, you're dribbling that basketball. Now, you're dribbling that ball, and I, I tell you what, when you dribble a tennis ball and you dribble a handball, you're going to lose that ball. It's going to take you a good while to learn how to dribble that smaller ball. But eventually, again, I always tell you guys, practice, practice, practice. The more you practice with that handball, the more you practice with that tennis ball, you'll get better and better. And then you watch. It'll improve your basketball dribbling with a basketball. You have you and you can't do it one day or two days and then expect an improvement. You have to do it every day. Every day. Now I know you okay, you're in high school and you know, two to three hours might be rough, but a lot of these things could be done over the summer. You know, when you're not in school, where you can spend three hours dribbling a basketball, where you can spend three hours shooting and, and working out on your game. You know, I don't expect you to do it um, during the week while school is going on, but the summertime, young lady, is a great time to work on these things and work on your skills. And so that's what I say to you about dribbling the basketball. All right. I hope I helped you in a very positive way and keep on listening to all things basketball podcast because it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. You have to dribble the basketball. You have to take time and dribble the basketball, young lady. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was an excellent question. That was an excellent question. The lottery tomorrow. I'm excited. Coach Luke is excited about the lottery. This is going to be a beautiful, beautiful thing, especially if my New York Knicks get their number one pick because then you know who that number one. Well, I think 
to be honest with you, I think everybody knows who the number one pick is going to be. But a lot of teams are sitting back saying, ah, it depends on our needs. You know, Zion Williamson might not be the pick for me. Baloney, Zion Williamson will be the number one pick in the NBA, and I don't care. We can go across the board with the teams that's in the lottery. Zion Williamson will be everyone's number one pick, but hopefully he will go to the New York Knicks and, and, and change the New York Knicks' fortune. But he'll change any team's fortune. He's just that good. He's a, he's a, a, a sensational player, you know what I mean? And he changes any team's projection, any team, whether you're a winning team, whether you, you're a struggling team. Zion Williamson will change your fortune. So tomorrow at 8.30, the draft, the lottery picks, the balls will be flying around, and, um, you know, it's going to be a good thing. But both games will go on tomorrow. And I think I think in between the first and the second game, or one of the half times of one of those games, we'll have the lottery. I'm not so sure, so I don't I don't want my listeners to hold me on that. But I know that the lottery picks will be coming out around eight thirty is quarter to nine. Eight thirty is quarter to nine. The lottery picks, and it's a good thing. It's going to be great. You know, I'll be watching. I hope you guys be watching so that on Wednesday we can recap the lottery and I can find out, you know, what you're thinking. Where do you think certain people will go that's in the draft? So, And I know all of the, the potential draftees will be watching, especially the top five will definitely be watching. You know what I mean? They're going to be sitting in front of their TV like we all are to see because, again, it, it, it spells the potential of where they're going to start making their living at, you know, and where they're going to play at. And they're going to start looking at – different cities and different states as we move on into next season. So that's going to be a beautiful thing. Okay. Is Milwaukee the best team that's in the playoffs? Well, that might be your opinion. I'm not going to say that they're not because there's four teams playing. Some people think Portland might be the best team playing. Some people will say Milwaukee with you that, that, that they're the best team playing. But, you, you know, you got to – you really got to give it to the champs right now. Even though I think Portland's going to eliminate Golden State, you really got to give it to the champs. You can't just say, well, you know, from the naked eye, you might be able to say, okay, but, but, all right, uh-huh. So that's a heartful pick then, all right, because this, this question is coming from the middle. This question is coming from the Wisconsin area. So that that's a heartful pick. 
And and that's good. That's good. Hey, hey, I'm in New York and I love the Knicks. And they're not even in the playoffs. They they didn't even sniff the playoffs. <laughs> so so you know, you you you're in the ends right now over there in Wisconsin. So, you know, you I mean but again, like I said, you asked me the question, I'm gonna answer it. I feel that, you know, as long as the champs haven't been knocked off of their seat. The champs are the best team. And right now, Golden State is still playing. And they're playing Portland tomorrow night. So even though I picked Portland to beat Golden State, I'm not going to fool anybody. Golden State is the front runner. Golden State is still the champs until they're dethroned. So to answer your question, no, I don't believe Golden State. I don't believe Milwaukee is the best team that's playing right now. Do they have an opportunity to become the best team? Of course, just like all the other three teams. They all have an opportunity to stand at the top of the hill. So, you know, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. No, I believe Golden State. To answer your question, Golden State is the best team in the NBA playoffs. I'm going to take another question and then I'll get back into episode four at the buzzer. Elena Deladon. Elena is Elena Deladon the best player in the WNBA? Well, um she's one of the best. She's one of the best. Now you you're saying you believe she's the best, okay? All right, we have opinion com- uh, comments. Okay, that's great. That's great. Now, at All Things Basketball, somebody on my staff asked me to give my top five in the WNBA, my top five players in the WNBA. And so I'm going to give you my top five players. But I believe Elena Deladon is, is probably uh, around six or seven for me. But she's an excellent, excellent player. And, and I mean, you know, it's apples and oranges. I mean, if you feel she's the best player, I'm not going to argue because she's an excellent player. But my top five, Coach Luke's top five, is in not so much this order, but I'll name five that I really think are at the top echelon of the WNBA, okay? My five is uh, Maya Moore, Nika Akumake, Candace Parker, Brianna Stewart, Deanna Tarasi. So I got I got those five, and then I got, um, you know, I'm a big Sue Bird fan, Long Island. So I got Sue Bird there, and then I got Elena Deladon, okay? And Sue Bird, she's, you know, she's been around for a long time, and she's, but, I mean, she's a Hall of Famer, okay? And um, she's from Long Island, like Coach Loop, so I, I had to put her in there. And, and she's, she's an excellent, excellent talent. But uh, that's my five. But if you feel like Elena Deladon is, is the number one player in the WNBA, kudos to you. That That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Like I said, she's definitely in the top 10. And when you're in the top 10, 
you know, it becomes apples and oranges. So, you know, that that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I wouldn't I wouldn't argue with you on it. Again, hit me up on All Things Basketball Facebook if you want good training. We got a lot of great good coaches around here. And uh, you hit the email button, like me, download, you know, um, you know, share comments in the comments section. You know, follow me on All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me at All Things Basketball on Facebook. And hey, man, it's a beautiful thing, man. Episode four, you know, we, we're just moving and moving and striving. So it's a beautiful thing. All right. The next thing we're going to talk about is, oh, okay, all right, all right. Shooting, how can you get a better jump shot? Well, just like dribbling, all right, young man, just like dribbling, if you were listening to the show, a young lady asked about how could she become a better dribbler, and I told her to, to dribble. That's the only way you're going to become a better um, ball handler, to constantly work at it, constantly work at it. So you want to become a better shooter, all right? The first thing I would advise is to shoot 100 free throws a day, all right? 100 free throws a day, all right? The second thing I would suggest is uh, a game of horse by yourself. Do you know about the game of horse? Well, you're shooting around the world. Actually, you're shooting from the foul line, you're shooting at the hashes, you're shooting at the mid-range, you're shooting from the corners, and you're working your way around to the other side of the court, and you're doing the same thing, and you're constantly shooting. But the one thing I want you to do is start that with 100 free throws, all right? Make sure your trajectory is right, make sure your follow-through is right, make sure the arc on the ball is right. But again, to answer your question, it's shoot, shoot, and more shooting. And that's the way that you get a lot better shooting. I think Kawhi Leonard might stay in Toronto. He seems extremely, extremely happy. I mean, just looking at his body language, all right? Ladies and gentlemen, don't be surprised if... Kawhi Leonard stays in Toronto. Now, when they made the trade for Kawhi Leonard, you know, you know, a lot of the people in the front office in Toronto were basically saying, hey, man, you know, we're rolling the dice here. We hope he likes it in Toronto, and we hope he has a good time in Toronto. We know it's only for one year, but listen, we're rolling the dice. Well, I'll tell you, Toronto Raptors, you rolled the dice at the right time. You really did, and you got a gem. And it wouldn't surprise me if Kawhi Leonard stays right where he is in Toronto. He's having a lot of success in a Rapture uniform. He's having a lot of success. And what's going on right now is, I tell you, when you're comfortable and you start to have a lot of success, you really don't want to move. It's just like you building your own house. You don't want to sell it. If you built it with your hands, you don't want to sell it. And Kawhi Leonard 
is building a lot of things in Toronto. And I mean building on the basketball court. He's building relationships. He's building the front office loves Kawhi Leonard. He's just a staple guy. He doesn't make any problems. He, he comes to work every day on time and he performs. So it wouldn't surprise me if Kawhi Leonard stays in Toronto. That was, you know, they rolled the dice. Toronto rolled the dice, and I think they 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 got sevens across the board. Or if you're playing CeeLo, they're four, five, six, baby. I think they I think they rolled the dice at the right time with Kawhi Leonard, and you know they they they're gonna hold hold face for it, and 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 I think he's gonna stay in Toronto. Now, of course, he could opt out. I don't know everything. He could opt out and still return to to Toronto. But I, my opinion right now, just looking at Kawhi Leonard's uh, body language, I think Toronto did the right thing, and I really believe that they will um they'll be able to resign Kawhi Leonard. All right now, that won't deter. That won't deter the L.A. Clippers. The L.A. Clippers. He's number one on their list. He's number one on their list. Um, in episode three, I was saying Kevin Durant would be number one on everyone's list. Well, not in not in the Clipper office. The L.A. Clippers are saying Kawhi Leonard is number one for them. So that's it's not surprising, but I just felt that. If you can get Kevin Durant, and then again, the LA Clippers can get they can get a couple of max contracts here. So Durant might might be there too. You know, but for for the Clippers, what's coming out of the Clippers office is that Kawhi Leonard is number one. They're trying to get Kawhi Leonard for next season. But I don't know, it's gonna be tough because I, like I said, I really feel looking at Kawhi looking at his relationship with his teammates, looking at the relationship with the front office, looking at how comfortable he looks in that system of Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse is an excellent coach. He's been all around. He was in the G League as a coach, and he was on. He was as an assistant in Toronto right before he got the job as the Toronto head coach. So, you know, he's done a wonderful job. But back to Kawhi Leonard. He just seems so comfortable. And when you're so comfortable at home, you probably don't want to leave. Just my opinion. Just looking at it from the naked eye and just looking at it from Coach Luke's lenses, I think Kawhi Leonard's going to stay. All right. Okay. All right. Now that the Lakers have coaching, now that the Lakers have a coach in place, will they still make moves or keep the roster the same? Well, the Lakers have to make moves. They're, they're a work in progress. Now, as I said earlier in the episode, Frank Vogel is a darn good hire, all right? But he's a safe hire. But the Lakers have to make moves. They can't sit with the roster that they got. 
not make some moves. They cannot sit with that roster and not make some moves. Okay? They've got to get better. And I told you before, I also think they're going to make a strong push for Anthony Davis again. So that, you know, they got quiet because I think they were a little too loud early on about what they wanted. And so when, when the New Orleans Pelicans found out that they really wanted to pursue their superstar, the, the New Orleans Pelicans shut down. They shut down. And so what winds up happening is it never happened. But rest assured, the Lakers have to make moves. Just because they have a head coach in place and a prominent <laughs> assistant coach in Jason Kidd does not mean they sit back and take a deep breath. The Lakers have to make these moves. They cannot sit back. They have to get back to where the Lakers feel they should be, and that's championships. And they can't rest until they get there. They cannot, the Lakers can't sit down until they get there. Like I said, I think Kurt Rambis is doing a lot of general manager work. I mean, I know Rob Palenka is the general manager, and maybe he might have some input, but it's looking like Kurt Rambis is running the basketball operations. It's really looking like Kurt Rambis is running the basketball operations. And I find it a little funny that the biggest, biggest non-supporter of Magic Johnson when he held that position is Linda Rambis. Okay? I find it a little funny that she was the biggest, biggest opposition to Magic Johnson and the moves that he was making in the Laker office. I find it funny that Linda Rambis was the biggest opposer to all of the things that Magic was doing. But I'm going to fall back on the Lakers because I got comments that, oh, Coach Luke, you're all over the Lakers. Give, let them breathe. Let them live. And so I'm going to let the Lakers live. And did y'all hear me? Frank Vogel, excellent hire. Excellent hire. I really didn't talk about the Lakers that much, but I'm just answering the question. So the, to the answer to the question is, yes, the Lakers – they, they, they have to make some moves. They can't sit back and not make any moves. Remember, hit the like button. Download me. Don't be ashamed. Press those buttons. Follow me. I'll follow you. All Things Basketball Podcast. All Things Basketball on Instagram. All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. All Things Basketball on Facebook. Come on, let's get it going. I mean, we're going to have a great time, all right? I want to touch on something about, about, about the journey and the hire of John Boylan. I just want to go back. As you know, I always talk about the journey of coaches because I am a coach, all right? The journey of a coach can be rough, but you have to enjoy it. You have to enjoy it. Now, Now Cleveland has an excellent hire. John Boylan has had great success at the University of Michigan. All right? And, and I think um, a lot of times when you do the collegiate thing, 
uh, what winds up happening, you want to take a shot in the NBA. I frown upon people that say, oh, because he was a college coach, that doesn't mean he's going to be a good NBA coach. Well, wait a minute. Give the guy a break. He hasn't coached one game. So when I hear these things, it's alarming. Everybody deserves an opportunity and a chance. And I'm going to congratulate Coach John Boylan for getting that job and just watch and see what he does. But to jump on the guy and say, oh, well, uh, you know, he's not going to do a good job. He's a collegiate coach. A coach is a coach. I don't care what level. And if you're a good coach, you're a good coach. That's what it is. It's not about the levels, all right? Well, can you take a, a, um, a CYO and a PAL coach and put them on the NBA bench? Of course not. There's steps that that coach has to take. But I'm talking about at all levels, even CYO, even PAL. If you're a good coach, you're a good coach. And it shows in the way your team displays itself, behaves itself, and performs. If you're a good coach, you're a good coach. And John Boylan's a good coach. And I, 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 I frown upon people who don't want to give someone credit for changing. That's what life's about, changes. He's been at Michigan for 12 years, and he's had a lot of success. He probably wants to challenge himself. That's what he wants to do. He wants to challenge himself at the next level. And by the way, Coach Borland, if you need some great assistance, you know, Coach Luke is still in the building. He can he can help you out a little bit. And I, and I don't come with a hefty paycheck, but I'll come and I'll work my behind off. <laughs> but anyway... That, that's that's what I want to touch on. It just bothers me sometimes when when you know you you hear these things or, or people are writing these things about a certain coach or, or individual. First of all, you don't know the individual. Second of all, you know, give the man his credit. He's had an excellent excellent run at Michigan, and he wants to change, and he wants to change. So give him his credit. And congratulations to Coach John Boylan. That's a wonderful, wonderful hire for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think the development of that young roster, you we all will see a difference in the Cleveland Cavaliers and the development of that young roster very, very soon. Because one thing you get when you get a college coach, one thing you get is a great developer. You have to be a great developer coming from high school or coming from college ranks. You have to be because that's all that you're doing. That's all that you're doing. You're not putting guys on the floor and saying to yourself or saying to them, you should know what you got to do. Every day in practice, all you're doing is developing your talent. Now, the talent might be there, but what you're going to be doing is developing your talent. And that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. So it's a great hire and, and for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And all we have to do is watch the progression and don't knock it, people. Watch it. 
don't knock it. I just, I'm sorry for going on and on, but it was just something that was so alarming. When, when someone, when I hear someone knocks another person before they even step into the job, before they even step on the floor, before they even meet the players, you're saying what someone can't do. It's just horrible. Remember, hit me up on All Things Basketball Podcast. Follow me on on Instagram. Hit me up on All Things Basketball, Facebook. We got a lot of great things. Download me. Like me. Share comments. Write in the comments section. It's a great thing. All Things Basketball Podcast. I'm here for you. We're here for you. The whole staff is here for you. We work hard. We work hard over here. And we just want you guys to listen and appreciate what's going on. And we definitely appreciate every listener that that listens on the airwaves to All Things Basketball Podcast. We're done with episode four. They're telling me it's a wrap. Because you know Coach Luke could talk all day and all night. But it's a wrap for episode four at the buzzer. I really appreciate you guys. I do. If I don't say it enough, remember All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram, All Things Basketball on Facebook. Hit the email button if you want good training. Download me, like me. We've had a ball. Good night. God bless.